Welcome everyone back. It is another podcast. It's number 188. We got Robbie Jade Lou in the building. And of course, this podcast is brought to you by Club GG, where you can create clubs for free, play with your friends, and win hundreds of thousands of dollars in prize money monthly. With that said, Robbie, thank you for being here. Two days in a row, we got to do the GG Millions yesterday. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm glad that we were able to squeeze this in before you go head off to your trip. I uh, had a lot of fun with you yesterday on the GG Millions table, and I'm happy to have more discussions. Yes, absolutely. Look, I know you've done a lot of podcasts. You've been a hot topic uh, in GPI awards and everyone in the world, I feel like knows you, whether it's poker or otherwise. So you've had quite a busy year. And I remember in the time it happened, you did all these different shows and I was just kind of observing, seeing whatever. And I'm glad we got to connect and again, talk about there's a lot. I know you have a lot going on. So I want to I want to know more about you as a person and what you got going on. So maybe just give me your whole life in a minute. Tell me about where you're from and uh, how you got into poker. Um, so uh, I, uh, I was actually born in Saudi Arabia. Um, we moved to actually New York to start with and then worked our way to Northern California, where is where, which is where I grew up. Um, and then I went down to school at UC Santa Barbara and um, ventured into getting my MBA at Pepperdine, but I got the job of my dreams at that time with the, the biggest biopharmaceutical company. Um, and I just worked my way up the ladder, moved from company to company until I finally got like my dream job uh, working as like the head manager of a hematology oncology company focused on a brand new method of delivery for um, a blood cancer. I don't want to get too specific or nerdy about it, but it, it was called CAR T therapy and it's still running and it's potentially very almost a cure for, for multiple myeloma and lymphoma, which is one of the more difficult uh, blood cancers to cure. So I, I think that uh, around April, 2022, um, I was around like, 15 years of having been in this in this career. And I just decided to take a sabbatical. The The pandemic primarily uh, was kind of what motivated that intention. And it was it was because, you know, we were sitting in closed, confined uh, walls within our homes and really only allowed to be with our loved ones or anybody around like family members. And it just got really tiring to talk about the pandemic and the political structure surrounding it. So it was just something like we kind of sat at dinner one day and I'm like, do you guys just want to play poker? I taught my parents how to play, my sister and my brother and his girlfriends and all of them, they already kind of knew how to play. And so it became a very regular thing. And I was kind of going to private games. I don't want to say too much. We were all trying to be very safe at the time, of course, but you know, you need to get out and get get some fresh air or see another face or two once in a while. And um, poker was really that... uh, I guess like that avenue and that release for me at a time that felt very constricted and confined. Um, and then I, I was running a podcast with one of my buddies. I kind of blew up. I don't know if you're familiar with Clubhouse. Um, and it was a podcast really focused on doing the things you love because now we have the time to do what we love. It was called like enter at your own frequency. Um, and, and you know, for us, we realized there's so many people that whether most people don't love their jobs, but um it was an opportunity for them to do what they loved at the time. So we all wanted to talk about what that was for everybody else. For some, it was like an emotional like journey. Uh, you know, they were meditating more, they were focusing on self-development and growth. And for others, it was really just uh, taking an, an extra amount of time to play more tennis or, you know, make more art, whatever it was, they were doing things that turning their hobbies more into a regular everyday situation. And so for me, poker became an everyday thing. And I realized that I loved it. There was a poker community on Clubhouse that loved it. And we all decided as like a bucket list thing to go to the World Series of Poker as soon as it opened up. At that time, it wasn't going to be running that summer. And so on the summer of 2021 is actually the first time I went to the World Series of Poker. And it was really my first tournament. Um, I was playing cash and I just got this really uh, like deep desire for tournament play because I recognized the competition behind it. And growing up, I was always very competitive. Um, You know, I played high school sports. I even started in uh, college sports. Uh, I was a big lacrosse player. And so when I, when I saw this like competitive meets like the, this like poker game, but I was, I had this growing love for, I was like, this is awesome. Like I can actually technically compete in what some people refer to as a sport. It's not really obviously an action sport, but it is a mental sport. And um, I just thought of it as a challenge that I really wanted to uh, not overcome, but be a part of. I, I love a good challenge. It's For me, it's a very thriving, um, a very motivating uh, situation that I need to thrive uh, more specifically. And I took it on and I took it on fast. I took it on heavy. Um, I didn't really, you know, start from the shoreline. I jumped into shark infested waters, quite literally. Uh, So it was very, I guess, 
for some would be a very perplexing journey. And for me, it was very me. It was a very um, a normal thing for me to do. And if anyone that knows anything about me, I, I would rather just jump in head first and deal with the consequences. Um, and the consequences are usually just pertain to me, you know, bigger challenges, bigger things to be up against, um, more situations to uh, have to face that might be, you know, self-debilitating. Um, and there's a part of like the pain that I kind of enjoy uh, I don't know how to say that, but I think that that comes with the journey. I mean, there's nothing that has more rejection other than I think the actors and act, you know, actresses I know that go out and they have like 99% of rejection from all the auditions yeah. that do poker. Right. Because well, it's, it's sort of like you want to, you play on these big games, Hustler Live, you play on, you know, you've gone to the lodge, you go to these places, right? And you're playing and doing this. And it, it, it it's like to play $2, $5 versus playing these high state, like you said, you got to kind of feel it, right? Like to feel the pain or to make mistakes or be put in the spotlight. It, it, it's different when you're playing under the bright lights and, and it means a lot, right? It's probably, it's yeah. different. So it's, you actually mentioned a good point. So, I mean, one of the main points really is that like, how was I able to financially do this? Because I had this career from a very lucrative industry and I, I had built up the bankroll to be able to jump in. So for me, like the element, I wasn't coming as like these younger 20 year olds or whatever that have to like yeah. build their bankroll to jump in and like be, to really like, establish their status in the world of poker to finally be sitting at these high roller tables. Yeah. I was able to do that financially. And the beauty of poker is that you can kind of jump in at any point, as long as yeah. you bank can do it, or you're willing to sacrifice everything. It is, it is tricky though, right? It is tricky. Cause that is, it's like, to, to, you know, having 10 years, five years, 20 years of experience and sort of getting to feel the ups and downs then to just sort of dive into the top, top games. It is, you know, you grow up fast, right? You're learning a lot and it can, it can sting it for sure. So it's, it's, it takes a certain type of person to want to do that and another type of person to be able to do that. Yeah. So um, I was kind of both. Um, and I, I, I mean, I think you have to know a person and their personality to understand just anybody who wants to play poker. I mean, you see a big uh, like uh, there's a big similarities between like people that jumped into the world of crypto and poker because it's like a high risk threshold. Right. Yeah. So that personality is also always like something that's really, really evident when you play with poker players. They're risk takers. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's true. Um, there's people that I know that make 10 times as much money as I do that wouldn't ever even feel comfortable sitting at a 510 table. Right. And it's not because they don't have the bankroll, but they just don't have that. They're just more risk averse than the typical. I, I say this all the time about poker. I, I think, again, whether you're winning or losing, like let's just say in the last one year since you started, if you were to say, honestly, what your total PNL is like, it doesn't actually really matter. There's so much, you meet so many interesting people. You learn so much about life. Like Bill Perkins, someone, one of my closest friends who I like to mention a lot, like to the, he, you know, he, he'll tell you he's gotten pretty damn good at poker, right? Recently and put a lot of time into it. But even over the course of, let's say the first five, 10 years of him playing where he, you know, he's down money. Like he's met some of the most interesting people in the world. He's, he might actually be net profitable, right? Just off of relationships, learning, growing from the game and what you learn about yourself and others. Like it's, it's an interesting thing. I think that's something that gets, it gets lost in all of it. Like uh, people are, Oh, how much are you up or down? It's like, well, you know, maybe you made an investment that you wouldn't have made, or maybe you got an opportunity you wouldn't have got, or maybe you just made some great friendships that you wouldn't make. And a lot of my closest friends are from the poker table, whether I met him directly from poker, indirectly through poker uh, as well, which is invaluable. And again, like you said, different type of personalities, right? It's hard to find this type of people that that are that have this type of risk tolerance and are able to handle swings well. Um, so yeah, I think it's a it's a beautiful game, and I think that people get lost a lot in the actual like wanting to know what's your result or not, right? Like it's it, I mean, it doesn't necessarily matter. Even point. you actually yeah. make an excellent point. Like this is one of those like games or, or activities where a NASA scientist can literally be sitting with like a, an Olympic. Yeah. Yes. Um, we saw that even happen at like the world series of poker main event. In what situation would you ever have that opportunity to be sitting with these people that have a like-minded hobby or interest as you do, but a completely yeah. different life. That's like the best part about it is that you can really network and grow depending on yeah. what you want to do in your life, a group of friendships that would have never otherwise been possible yeah. because it's not like physical stamina, it's mental stamina. So a lot more personalities and different type of people can be sitting it, at It's, it's funny you say that. My, I mean, the, the the Olympic swimmer thing. So Michael Phelps, who I lived with for eight years, I met him at a poker table in 2006 and in Windsor, Canada. And I was like, we're like 18 years old. And, you know, he became one of my best friends in the world. But it's just like, it's funny. Like you said, you can't compete with LeBron James or, you know, you're not going to go play basketball with uh, Jordan. But yeah, at a poker table, you can, you can talk, you can, it, it, you can win, you can lose, you can be out. Still, their match. You still 
have that ability to win and also just sort of like common ground different actors actresses physicists totally. scientists i'm even thinking about like the people i play with i mean it's it ranges from like ufc fighters to like yeah. actors to physicists like yeah uh, to but that's what's that so cool because you it's like you find the common ground of what you like you like it the is. skill the luck the adventure yeah. the highs the lows and, and and dealing with it you know it's like life in a in a, a metaphor at the poker table with that you, you see variants and you see crazy things and i think it just prepares you a lot more for a bad day or a bad week or a bad thing or oh the stock market's down 60 percent. you're like all right yeah i mean i took a one outer yesterday for for whatever and like I, it can happen it's real and and that's life where some people i think are shocked like when bad things happen or you know what i mean or they have a really good thing happen they win the lottery or something like that you know some kind of in between they don't know how to handle this the, yeah. the, the highs and lows so yeah i, th I think we kind of get it you know, why we love poker this this wild club that we are in and, and the people we know it's it is fun and it's, it's cool. yeah it is i mean i i i have a growing love for it i think that when that whole jack for hand happened um there was like this like growing loom over like what am i gonna do and i just realized very very quickly that i it wasn't gonna hinder my love for the game and it was like it was really eye-opening for me because i thought like that would be it you know I, I really thought that would be it and it's just like i follow this like principle of like stoicism which is like the more restraint you show the more self-growth that you have this more level of like superiority you have for yourself um where you don't let the opinions of other impede the joy you have in life right because if i allowed the opinions of others and uh, their perspectives of what happened keep me from doing what i love i mean i'm just taking away from human nature of the person that i am um and then and really what good does that do anybody the only person that does any good is maybe some level of satisfaction that comes from somebody being able to influence your life um and an interesting point also about about like the journey of like being finally able to be sitting with these different personality types you know, people were think that you need to be really good at something. I got one of the more, well, let me say more specifically, one of the more perplexing and disturbing comments that I would see, um, and I still even saw a few when I was like posting some of my videos from World Series of Poker, where I'm like, you know, just talking about my journey of like bad beats and like what I dealt with and like maybe a move I made on the table that I wasn't too proud of. And it's like, just like a comment or two about like, you should just stop playing poker, Robbie. You're really bad at it. And I just, it was one of, I, I, like, I, I was think about those comments because I'm like, isn't it amazing that somebody thinks that the only reason you should do something is if you're good at it? I mean, who is to say that you actually have to be good at doing what you love? Like, do I have to be in contention for the Olympics to be a really good, to, to want to swim? Does my artwork have to be sellable for me to enjoy drawing and doing art and painting? Yeah. Like to say that you have to be good at something in order to do it is, 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 one of the most hindering uh, comments that anybody can make about like having joy in your life just by, I mean, turns out I don't have to actually be good at poker to enjoy doing it. I don't even think I'm, the, I'm, I'm a great poker player. I really, I really honestly do feel that I'm very far from being the greatest poker player in the world. To be Absolutely. fair, you're brand new, right? You're like, you're, I, and I'm brand new. I have no, and I actually have, my focus is not to be the best poker player. I, I don't think I am the greatest. I love playing it, but I will say that I do know how to make money playing poker. And, and when I say that it's a lot to do with who are you sitting with at the table? Who are you going to have partnerships with? Where, yeah. how are you going to meet these people that can help you develop an idea, a brand? Um, uh, well, what kind of collaborations can you make with these people sure. that are more like-minded on a poker setting? But now that you've been able to develop this like more friendship and relationship with, yeah, like I, I don't, I'm not making money from poker, but I'm making money playing poker. But, but also, that's a, it's a valid point about being, being, uh, what's the word, um, being realistic with your surroundings and being aware too, right? Like this, this conversation about you could be the ninth or eighth best poker player in the world. If you're playing yeah. with the other seven best players all the time. It's not a really smart thing. If you're, if you're the, the, the 10,000th best player in the world, but you're the best player in your home game or at your casino or on where you're playing, yeah. you know, that's, that's relative. And that's also, it's important to be realistic with yourself, right? A lot of people have a lot of ego in poker and want to believe this, or it's, it's amazing. I have so many people I know that like, will play the best few players, you know, whether it's an online game or something, they, they just like, they want to like, they know they're, they're, it's not a great spot, but they want, you know, it's okay to test yourself or be realistic, but if you're being naive to it and, and not aware, and if you have an opportunity to play in a better spot and your, your goal is to make money, that should be one of the, the yeah. major factors you do. But, you know, again, it's all relative and yeah, yeah it's, I think that's as long as exactly same thing with me. Like I watch, I do the GG millions every week. You were just a guest yesterday. We had a lot of fun, you know, 
I, do I think I'm a good poker player? Yeah, I think I'm a good poker player. I've been playing 20 years. Am I doing PL solver? Do I know that when I watch, you know, when I'm doing Triton commentary and I'm watching, you know, Fedor and Bonomo and Adamo and, you know, I can name a hundred Jason Coons. Like, <laughs> do I think that I'm going to go into a, a, a 25K tournament and be a, like right. beating these guys or having an edge? No, but like, do I think I could win? Yeah. And do I know what's going on? Pretty much. But like, yeah, there is a level, like in PGA, there's a level. There's a reason there's professional golfers that shoot, you know, 20 under, 15 under. And there's guys that are, you know, playing a different the court, the, a different tour that are shooting scratch, uh, you know, one under, two under. It's a huge difference, right? And that's the cool right. part about poker that, that there's so much room to improve. And like golf, to go from a plus 20, a handicap where you're, you know, t- shooting 90s, right? Versus shooting yeah. 75. To go from 75 to 72 scratch, it's like impossible. And it's the same thing in poker. To be like the top 3%, to get to 1% or the top, but you know, it's very tough, right? Like there's, but to go from you starting in the pandemic and teaching your relatives how to play that, you know, you know, what beats what to like where you are now, like you've, you've, you know, say you shoot like 110 in a golf analogy. Now you're shooting in the eighties or something like that's, you know, it's impressive and it's fun. And there's still a lot of, you can always improve, right? There's always stuff you can do. There's always time you can put in, you can always talk to people. And that's, what's cool about the game, right? Like even the best, they're always getting better. And, and the game changes, like the, the stuff I see now from six months ago, doing the, the, the biggest, the 10K every week, the final table, like the sizings are different. The thought process is different. The, the big blind play is different, you know, like the blind on blind game changes. So it's always like kind of evolving too. So it's, it's cool. And there's not just one way to play, which is nice too. It's not chess or backgammon where there's like an exact move. It's so. fun. Yeah. But I will say like, it's so interesting. I was talking to one of my buddies from New York like two days ago and he's like, who are these people that keep winning poker tournaments? Like, mm-hmm. where do they come from? Like, how do they exist? And, and I have the same idea when I look at other things. I'm like, who are these people that keep getting hold in ones? Like, that's downright impossible. But there yeah. is a trend among those that are just better than others. And I like, it feels like, like almost like impossible. Like, is it really skill that you made that hole in one, or is it like, did you just get? I mean. Yeah, but it's we talked about too yesterday. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. That quote, and it's sort of like if you put yourself, you know what to do, and you put yourself deep when you make a lot of final tables. You know, Stevie Chidwick runs the the uh, Fader Holtz, Dan Coleman's these guys that go on these like sun runs where you just like feel like they can't so lose a hand. Crazy. You know, it's, it is wild, but they're also just prepared, and then they put themselves in the right spot, and then you know they, they get lucky. I'm like, yeah, you're right. It's like it is the perfect storm. And so, like, kind of like the jack forehand. Like, all if one of those things didn't happen, it wouldn't be as exciting of a hand. Like, if it if I wasn't sitting at the table with those particular people, with all the eyes on the game at that particular night, with that, I I wasn't up against that particular player. I didn't. It wasn't as weird of a hand. I didn't make the certain call that I did. It wasn't like a like he didn't get up and make this drama, and and I didn't finally admit to something and then this the, the what's that guy that took the money off my thing chips off my thing didn't do that like the perfect storm of and then like if phil ivy wasn't sitting there the perfect storm of events had to happen in that one particular moment at that time for it to blow up as it did yeah. I, like for example if he didn't if i didn't if i just folded after the like if i folded then it wouldn't be anywhere right? yeah or how about this how yeah. about if you just chop the pot what if you win the first board in a second and now it's like talk yeah. about crazy but maybe it just yeah. gets blown over so like all these little like crazy events have to happen for it to be like that yeah it's uh yeah, it is wild. Kind of, that's a lot of a lot of like how a lot of these i think uh but of course for them like they, they continue to do what which is try to be the best at the game then it's met with like this opportunity to be able to express themselves in a certain way. And yep. then like the really big luck factor is if they do even hit is like the constant hits, like back to back, right? Like um, the way you see like chance corn at them really doing really well at this world series of poker. And then you yep. have like seen the ground in the last year, he did really yep. well this year, but last year, just like never getting any of those hits. Like it's, it's crazy. Like these, they're both exceptional players, but for one, they just, they were able to get there this particular year. And so you poker like life is a lot about perseverance. You have to keep doing it. And for some people, they just get it in the beginning. And for others, they get it in the end. And for some people, they just don't have the bandwidth and the stamina to keep doing it until they see that level of success that makes them feel good enough to continue. Yeah. Um, and that's just life. And so like, even in the, in like the perfect storm scenario, right? Like, I mean, it was the perfect storm, but I, the way that I almost like kind of um, deal with, with what happened and, and keeps it going is for me, I think about it, as something that needed to happen, whether it was for the poker community, whether it was for uh, just life in general. And for me, um, I felt like the way that I've been able to persevere and keep going is I 
feel like that situation needed to happen because a lot has changed since it. I think even within the public community, just conversations surrounding security, yeah. uh, just conversations surrounding the way that we treat others. Uh, you know, like we we recognize now more than anything that poker has a lot of stress factors that change personalities and thoughts. It's a highly egotistical game. Um, and we all exhibit ego in some way, right? Um, that was an egotistical response. My call was an egotistical call. Uh, it, we, we exhibit different personalities, but there's a lot of stress factors in poker, financial, uh, yeah. personal, and- Being under the camera as well. Like it's one thing to play a private home game. It's another when like you get put in a spot or it's kind of crazy. And then the, the, you know, you're like on TV. You also know you can see the cards, right? If you do fold, you'll know what ha he has or she has. Like this type of dynamic is very interesting. Even in tournaments, like at the World Series as you get deep and like the feature tables, it's sort of, it adds a dynamic. Like you don't want to get bluffed or, or you get to see. So maybe you fold. So like, it's super interesting. Like this adds a definite element to it and, and you're playing for high stakes. And you know, how many views has this video got millions and millions. And, you know, again, like the, the, the moment it might feel terrible because you're getting accused of something, but now you're, I mean, listen, I was in Austin. I remember when it happened, I think it was ACL. So it was this October must've been last year. Right. Is that when it was, I, I was a believer, maybe it was somewhere in that time, but I was with Bill Perkins. We were at ACL and Joey Ingram was on the phone and they were putting a bounty I was, he was on a live call with Joey offering people like a quarter million dollars or some crazy number to find evidence. Like if someone was cheating and like you're a part of it, like someone's taking money off your stack or someone in the thing, oh, guy who, like someone's going to say something and, and grab the money and go, go move to an Island and, and leave for a quarter million. So like the, all these things are happening. Bounties are getting put out. I mean, it got wild. Like I remember where I was and yeah. And like, you know, I saw some of the comments coming through yesterday and they made me laugh because I knew that was going to happen. Like cheater, yeah. why you have this cheater on? That's like, that's always going to be there. Um, and, you know, there's some people that there's always going to be a dark cloud, I think, over this whole situation. And But look, I'm not here to appeal to everybody. And I was never going to be able to do that, regardless of whether yeah. that happened or not. That's not my point. I think short of Mother Teresa, I don't know anybody that's been able to gain the acceptance of all others. And even her, I'm sure, had a few enemies. Yeah. For me, like when I see this comes in, I know they're going to come through and be and, and be what they are. Like, I hate talking about the hand over and over again. But like, who wouldn't take a $250,000 bounty? I a, that was, that was to me one of the most, you know, I was there because I saw the there was off from from bill and joey and the whole thing yeah. and I, I was just like yeah this is like you know th if this stays you can't keep a secret with more than one person two people and like now there's like whatever it just all that as well there's all these uh, uh, different pieces of evidence that make it to me you know where i was again i was just kind of observing and it was interesting everyone was talking about it. people who don't really play poker were asking me about it everyone wanted to know what do you think and all this and i'm just like i don't know you know the whole thing is wild but like that to it me was, was like a big. I still think it's wild. I have like an out of body uh, moment where I'm like, I, I can't believe I made that call. Like what made yeah. me, did something else enter into my soul and make me make that call? But it was like a very, and it happened so much faster. And I always say this then, than it appears maybe like you don't have time to think that much, you know, like I knew that I had to, to some degree, um, like make a decision finally. And I just remember being like, but I've been like that. Sometimes I just like do something crazy and I, I can't really explain why I did it or what, what my, the, the purpose or point behind that was, or what, what motivated me to make that call. But for me to just sit there and think about that very like small instance and like why I did it. Like I just, I, for, I, it has to be a release to just let it go. And I remember hearing about that bounty and being relieved. I was like, yes, now everyone will know because I knew 100% nobody was going to come out because nobody was, else was involved in right. my brain. And I was like so relieved. I'm like, now everyone will see because no one's going to come forward with a bounty. And, and, you know, they didn't. And it's wild that some people still think something was up. So you're yeah. always going to have those people that no matter, I mean, it could just be laid out in front of you. There could be an alien standing in front of you and aliens don't exist. So, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a government guy yeah. in a costume. It's like, yeah. Or something yeah, so. yeah it's no it's crazy and like i don't actually garrett's someone i don't know i've never got to know him just you know he's in la plays cash games there would never cross paths but like he's just one of those like buttoned up you know he hits the cold plunge eats well takes care of himself everyone kind of respects him and he's like kind of you know i mean he just like seems like a like from what i can see i'm like wow it's a great you know he looks like a great guy and that whole thing just kind of got crazy and yeah. it just was like it was heavy you know like the whole thing was heavy and it just like i yeah i mean i think it was net huge positive for poker i mean look even club gg you're on their advertisement, right? That's the hand they use for the Club GG, which is our sponsor on the podcast. And, you know, like, I, I, that was one of my questions. Did your feel, uh, do you subscribe to the belief that all publicity is good publicity or something's not? Because it just feels like, in a way, you even want like a GPI award, people, you know what I mean? There's a lot of opportunities and you sort of like accelerated 
in the poker world. Now, there's not a lot of females. So you put yourself out there, you're playing high stakes, you're personable. So you have a lot of things, but it definitely like accelerated everything. And how do you feel about that statement with publicity? So, um, you know, I've said this so many times, everyone's like, oh, like the people that had this notion that I, I, I made that move or that call to be famous or whatnot, which is insane. I live in LA, it's easy to be famous here, but um, uh, you could do many other things to, to be more famous here, more outlandish things that are much easier paths. Um, it, it's one that was already a crazy thought to me. And, and then, and then when I actually decided to come out and kind of like embrace it, I also got that, like, see, she, she wanted it. But at the end of the day, what choice did I have? Was I going to sit at my home and, 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 and like hide in my little burrows and, and, um, just not be myself anymore to prove to the world that I didn't do it for fame? Or was I, I remember the first time I was at a, at an ATM and, uh, Matt Savage had asked me to come out to WPT. He's like, Robbie, come out, come to Five Diamond, I think was happening at Bellagio. I'm like, I don't know if I can come out yet. Like, I don't feel comfortable. He's like, no, come out. Like, it's time for you to come out and start playing poker again, you know? And I was at the ATM and somebody came running up to me and was like, can I get a photo with you? And I'd already said no to a couple of people walking up there. I was like, no, like, I don't know. I don't like, I didn't know how to deal with that. And it, it, it was a woman and she's a, she follows me too, but, um, and I followed her back and everything. And I just remember being like, I gotta remember her name so I can give her some credit. But she was just like, I, my boyfriend plays and he he said he's like played with you before. And I never even cared about it until I saw that hand. And now I'm like begging him to teach me how to play because the fact that you were able to do that and stand up for yourself, like you're, you, you literally inspired me to want to play because before I was too scared to play with a bunch of men. Yeah. And I just remember being like, wow, like if I, and I was like, she's like, can I please have a photo with you? And like, I was like, absolutely. And that was like the first photo where I'm like, screw it. I'm just gonna, embrace the fuck out of it. I yep. mean, it got a little disruptive, you know, it gets disruptive at times, depending on how, like where I'm seated and stuff for people to come by and like take photos. Sure. Like, yeah, sure. Come on, come take a photo with me. I yep. don't care because at this point, like if I can even influence people from something really negative that occurred to me and maybe yep. ultimately it wasn't negative um, in hindsight, but um, why not? Like yeah. why not bring joy to other people's lives, get them more motivated to do something. I continue to play poker. So why would I not, uh, contribute and um, to to the growth of it and to like allowing others to also love and prosper or feel like they can prosper, at least have the opportunity and choice to be able to sit at a table and be able to do it. Like nobody can tell you that you can't play. Right. I mean, yeah. no matter what. So I um, now I thrive and I, I have I've embraced it. The idea that you mentioned where like and it's like it's a common thing, especially here in Hollywood. Right. Where people say like all publicity is good public publicity um, for me. Like I, I feel like the people that generally say that are, are, are all about bad publicity. So it's hard for me to say that I'm a strong believer yeah. in that because yeah. that's like, you know, like, a, yeah, it's a very cliche like, statement. I'm just kidding. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, screw sure. it, sex video or, or a gold medal. Like it's yeah. publicity. Like I don't feel that way, but I do feel like if a public situation happens to somebody and there's not many people that can, uh, that have experienced what I've experienced or some kind of public scandal that if it does happen to you, there is a way to turn that more positive. Yeah. Um, and instead of hiding and, and, and not allowing yourself to grow from that opportunity that was uh, going to happen, you know, that you had no control over. So I had no control over what happened to me. Right. Yeah. What I can do is take what was negative, I guess, publicity and turn it more positive. And in that, in that sense, yes, you can say that, um, that level yeah. any publicity can be in, in turn, turned into a positive thing. Yeah. And that's, I, I'm going to ask you, it's going to lead me to my next question, but a similar type thing happened to me in 2017 where I had streamed for, on Twitch for like a full year. I was enjoying it. Uh, I got into the idea. Jamie Staples was telling me, you know, you got to have a YouTube channel. Um, I, I realized like how much, you know, that was a wholly different sector. A lot of people hadn't that aren't on Twitch do have YouTube. And I sort of got that. And I was like, you know, it's fun for me. It's like a, a fancy way of journaling to go to the world series, like the Negron you type thing, doing the videos, the vlogs, all that. But I remember one day, like the first week I was doing it, it was like 2017, had no idea what I was doing. You know, it was like July or June of 2017. And so I'm, I'm there, I got a video camera, I'm at the table and a guy comes up to me and is like all excited and like coming up to me. I'm like, thinking he's gonna be like, yeah, I love your Twitch show or whatever. And he's like, you know, Doug Polk. And I was like, uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, I know Doug, you know, like he was like, yeah, you know, that's why I'm here. He was like, I love, I, he's like, I, he, this was, you know, uh, yeah, 2017, he must've either I forget he had streamed some too, or he had done some YouTube stuff, but at this time, and he was just like, the reason he came from California, he's like, I haven't played poker in four years or five years, but like, I just love that guy. He was like all about this guy. And I, I thought he was going to come and say he liked my stuff. And I had never vlogged before, but he didn't know who I was. And he was just like, but that made me realize, I was like, wow, 
how powerful poker content is for people like this type of stuff with you or, you know, Doug's podcast or, uh, you know, his show and his, what he does for poker or Phil Galpon or Matt Berkey, or you can name a hundred different people that are doing courses, content that are, that are, that it matters. Like it could be a hundred people or 10 people, but people see it and they like it or they resonate with them and they watch it. And they, you know what I mean? So it's very important. Like that is the type it of stuff really the industry I mean, shifted. It used to be in, you know, 2006, seven, eight, how many tournaments have you won? Yeah. They've got all these super poker star people that are, that's the sponsorships and the deals were, were, were talent. Like people are winning events and such. And then it really shifted. You know, Kevin Martin, very talented, also a GG, you know, does a great job, high end production, but there was a, there was a moment, he's a great player now, but a while where he was just like, you know, didn't know how to play, was one big brother, comes on. And I remember when he got a deal with poker stars, there's people in outrage. They were like, How can this guy be sponsored? He doesn't know how to play, like this and that, and like all his you know, what I mean it was like negative. Phenomenal. And yeah. I, he's a phenomenal player. He's yeah, he's gotten great. But I, that is my point, like that <laughs> journey and the rise, and it's fun. And then like the the, the interesting part is you know, that, that the content piece is yes. you're sacrificing a lot to do it, right? Like you're, you're taking time, the production, the, this, the video, the editors, all these things. And, and I think there's been, there's a big shift where it's sort of like the, the great poker players were for a while were judgmental and thought it was, you know, they didn't like it. And they were like, man, like, why is this person getting any attention? Like I'm a much better player. And then they realize, like, wow, like they're bringing people to the game. We're able to, you know, we're making money or more the games are more plentiful and we're, you know, doing this part of it. So I think it's more of like a symbiotic thing. And now you can see the great players that are starting to dive into the content side or the ape styles that are streaming yes. to or the ground you doing, going out of his way to do content and different players. So I, I think it's becoming more, it's just such a critical part. And I think you, you could argue that's one of the reasons why are the WPT's record fields? Why was the WSOP online? You know, GG's doing $200 million guarantees. There's 33 yeah. bracelet events right now. Record fields online, record fields live. You know, APT is in Korea. There's tournaments every week. I mean, honestly, you could you could travel the world and not even be able, you, there's overlap like between all the tournaments now. There's so many and they're setting records and it's pretty exciting. Like I feel poker is in its best place. And, and it's like it's amazing to think about this because like, look, I have mad respect for those that were early adopters into the whole, like, how do we make poker more mainstream? But yeah. give a good example of Kevin Martin. So, I, I mean, newsflash, most poker players aren't GTO wizards that have been doing it for 25 plus years. Right. So you have to know your audience. If we if we want to grow this like hobby sport game, whatever you want to call it, the only way to do it is yeah. to find familiarize yourself with your audience. Like every like know your audience. Your audience isn't the typical GTO wizard. They don't care to hear from the extra pros telling them that the only way they're going to be good is to be you know 20 years into this and like we're like no, they want to hear about like the lighthearted approach, entertaining factor um, like personal experiences that your typical guy and a girl that goes into poker and um, jumps into experiences. Everybody that we want playing hasn't been there before, right? They haven't come to the World Series of Poker yet. So right. why would you want to uh, hear about someone's experience that's been there for the 10th year? They want to hear about someone's experience that's sitting for the first time with this particular player that felt like they didn't belong, but they got to meet this person that yeah. is like walking in and what are their feelings, their thoughts, their experiences. They want to yeah. hear from people that are more connected to like the online community, like twitching and streaming. They want to hear about like the world that revolves around poker the beautiful thing about all of these like tours that are happening and i've been to like multiple ones since since the hand and even before the hand happened um because i love my wpts wsops and uh anything related to that around the world and hope to be in triton next year but like i the beauty of that is that you you don't actually have to be the best poker player to go to those you can go you can film you can be a part of it you can talk about your experiences being around these players and then gradually work your way and your comfort level back into it like for me i'm crazy and i'm like in a 25k in the bahamas i don't know why i'm sitting there but i'm yeah. doing it because like i just decided first and first for most that that's how i was going to do it that's how i'm going to learn i'm part of all of these sites i was sitting in um the Hard Rock uh, Seminole like hotel uh, what like two weeks ago it was like their their was it their five k yeah it's great like three three or four great yeah, yeah. So I was sitting here and I was like talking to someone there they kept asking me like what should I like Robbie can you tell my girlfriend who's interested what where where can she learn how to play poker I'm like and I just wanted to be like are you kidding me like here are all the training sites 
she, she needs my username and password here. Oh my, I'm like, I'm part of all of them. I'm literally part of every single training site. And it's just what I feel like logging on and learning. I mean, yeah. from all of like the solvers and every, everything, they're all out there. They're very readily available. Some are free, some yeah. are more advanced. Well, that's the cool part. There's so everyone, there's like, you mentioned about the, a new beginner is going to want to see maybe a beginner or sort of a beginner. It's like, there, there's something for everyone. Maybe your styles, you know, raise your edge, or maybe it's the, you know, this, this way, or you like the, the GTO style of this club or Doug site, or there's 10 different training sites that are world-class. And like, it honestly doesn't really matter, right? If you start like which one you choose, because it's more like, what's your style, whether, you know, who, how you like the instructor, how they do it, how they present it. And there's, there's yeah. multiple ways to learn. So it's great. There's a ton, ton of options. And like, there. even like, um, you know, and if you don't want to even be on a site, like go on Twitter. I was like, even told like Phil Gelfond has wonderful yep. posts regularly that can really help you kind of understand there's a lot of free info i mean there there's is. a lot of free info out there and and just and if they want to see the journey of what it's like to be at the world series of poker if you have questions yeah. follow daniel negranu and his whole gg poker journey that was one of the most like thrilling things to watch for me yeah no he's got a, his vlog is unreal it's, it's awesome. really like, high production. It's, and entertaining and yeah. it, you know he is he is a world-class poker player but you actually don't have to be to journey your process when you go out to play poker. So for me, I decided to bring that out to the world. You do it regularly, of course. Like when, I mean, like everyone has like their little um, contribution to yeah. kind of growing it. And, and it doesn't have to be like everyone else's. Like we all bring a little some different element to it. So, you know, as much as people think that I, whether I, they feel that I belong or do not belong at the table with these players, there is a group of people, believe it or not, that, follow me and support me and reach out to me and are only interested because yeah. of what I've been through. And because they recognize that there is a chance for this uh, recreational player to come in and be part of like this world uh, head, head strong and, and jump right into it. And they want to see what that's like. So there's a group for everyone. There's an audience for every poker player that's willing and able and um, able to just share their process and their journey with everyone if they're willing to do it like justin bonham was a very secretive person he's making multi-millions doing his thing winning tournaments sitting at the computer playing online whatever he's doing he doesn't for him it's not it's not about like sometimes he does it but like there are people that don't that don't do it they don't do it right they're right. phenomenal players they're not out there sharing their their journey and for and we look up to these people and that's great but there's this whole group of other people that are willing to share that journey yeah, it's personality type too. Some people just don't. Some people don't don't want it. It's for different reasons, or they just that's not it doesn't fit who they are. There's an audience for it. There's an audience that wants to see us in our worlds because it's very foreign to them. It was foreign to me before I started. I'm just doing it so frequently now. Like I feel like the more you do it, of course, you feel like you've been doing it for a long time. But but I can completely understand why people have no idea what this life looks like. And let's be real, it's a really crazy life it's not normal like even my husband was saying he's like it's not normal that it literally he's like from my perspective it looks like you're on vacation all the time you're in the bahamas you're like in miami and stuff i was like but do you know that like when i'm there it's not like that i don't even think i've seen the pool i've barely seen the sun yeah. um I'm, I'm like playing way too late into the night uh and getting up early and just like like tilting and like the time I see the sunlight is maybe if I take like a walk before I do a rebuy yeah. just to kind of like engage. Like I don't even like see where I'm at. I'm not enjoying, but I am sometimes. Like when we were at yeah. the Bahamas, I did take some time like at the WPT that just happened last Feb or on February. Yeah, we took some time to go to the pool, have some fun and, and whatnot. But like, it does feel like we're like living this really fun life, big vacation, but it's really serious for some. It's really a serious career path. Um, and for others, it is it is kind of more fun and lighthearted. Um, and then there's those that are just all about the social media aspect behind it. And so they're able to journey that really fun adventure that there's a lot of people sitting in middle America that will never be able to do that, but they want to see the life that you live. So for it's very sure. much kind of like an influencer thing, unfortunately. But, um, you know, like when you're in it, you don't realize that people don't get what that life looks like. Even like the private game life, like we can't really journey that process. I mean phones right. aren't really like allowed to be in there but wow if people could really see what it looks like to to live breathe poker yeah. every day you know that's that's kind of the problem like there hasn't really ever been a great you know rounders is obviously a great movie but to have like a a sort of real behind the scenes go to the game because there's just too many people that are private or don't want to be on at all or how you know what i mean and then there's legality potentially with stuff that's like gray mm -hmm. it's just it's complicated but yeah it would be an amazing show to see like la or miami or new york 
home game or Vegas, like the private life, you know, the game scene and all that. It is fun. It is interesting. And, and uh, I, I, yeah, that would be, that would be must see TV for sure. I mean, it's unfortunate that a lot of the casinos don't allow any filming and I can completely understand the rationale behind that. But, um, but, you know, so, so you have to find the creative ways to kind of share that, share that journey with others. And I think we're doing it um, from just, and I don't know if it's just me and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot has happened since the Jack forehand where I feel like more people are playing, more eyes are on the game, more people are interested. And I've already seen that like poker is growing and it was interesting and maybe it's just me again, but at the world series of poker that just happened a month and a half ago, I just felt like everybody was better. I'm like, did people just get better in one year? Like, why does it feel like, everyone is really, really good. Well, I mean, I, th I think that's the thing we were saying about the early analogy with golf, you know, it's like to go from 120 or like not having a score to going to like 90 or 70 or to 90 to 85, or let's, let's say 150. I don't know how if you play golf, but like that analogy of being like really bad, but now your score is much better. Like to, to learn, okay, I'm not supposed to open ace eight offsuit under the gun. You know what I mean? Like that type of learning is, is there's a, so much information that's free or simple to get. So I think that like initial let's call it fishy, hopeless poker is sort of out the window in a yeah. way, or people are at least aware of like basic principles and concepts. So like that, that for sure. But then there's also so many new people that you still get some of that, uh, you know, mixed in. So it's still, it's still a good. good well, look, the more people that play, the bigger the prize pools, right. Yeah. And more people that can also get paid out. So it's kind of, it kind of work like people are like, well, yeah. there's too many people that play. There's no chance of winning. That's not true. The prize pools are getting bigger, which means that more people will be able to get paid out. Yeah. Um, and like, even the people that were top of the game know that they have to continue to evolve with the game. Like, you know, Daniel Negreanu says that often. Um, and, and you always see like Eric Seidel sitting at the table. He's always like, he's had a, a lot of successes here. These people are continuing to evolve and practice the way that like these newbies are learning it. For sure. Well, and then if everyone practices the same way, now you have to think of more creative methods to polarize yeah. their method of play. So yeah. then you see the creativity aspects. I mean, we saw it with Dave Peters at some of the moves he made yesterday. He's mm -hmm. been very successful for a long time, but those are some like really unique, I think, moves that maybe we wouldn't have um, uh, understood but, before, but but like he has to make those interesting, unique moves. The, the, the players that have withstood the test of time, you mentioned Seidel, you know, there's Antonio Esfandiari. He's, he's obviously more family and, slow down from from actual tournaments but he's top of the game plays the biggest games in the world um you know daniel negreanu he's a guy as well he kind of realized right like he's great at reading he's great at poker but he he accepted that the bonomos the coons the guys in the world that are newer and there is all this information he, he got in with uh, mj and you know matt and started with the hybrid poker you may have heard of and he that's like one of his main yep. products that he works with I, i'm involved bill's involved um and and it's he just was like, I got to listen. I know if I'm not looking into this and, and I'm going to get left behind, he's obviously very smart and learned quickly and sort of got that because he's great at the exploitive stuff. Right. He got then he realized I got to get up to speed on GTO or I'm just going to be, you know, lighting money on fire. And now, you know, he's shown he's able to adapt and been the, the, one of the best in the world. So, yeah, it's uh, it's super interesting to see. And again, that's your point. You just have to keep working on stuff. Right. That's yeah, uh, that's, that's the point. And, and look, and, and you know what? It is the unique guys that come in that kind of like stir shit up and you're like, what are they doing? But that's exciting. The beauty of it is that like, no, you can do, and I've said this often, like you can make any call you need to make. No one should judge why you made the move that you made. It's your money. It's your bankroll. It's your life. It's like much like anything else in life. It's not going to hurt the other person. I mean, we all choose when we sit to, to sit at the poker table to be, um, to be lied to. We all choose to have money taken away from us because we're, that's the decision we made when we sat down that we allowed others to be able to take our chips and uh, take away our dignity. And, and we're, we are, we chose that we chose to be lied to we chose to be deceived so uh again like those that are risk averse aren't going to like aren't going to like the game but it, this game isn't for everyone but i think it is for a lot more people than are playing it and the only way to open that up is to open our doors and to not let the opinions of others um, hinder our ability to be able to do that. So I'm going to have a group of people that are always going to think something negatively about me and don't and feel and tell me that I don't have a place here for whatever reason reasons they have. But I have even more people than anything that want me to be out there sharing my journey, my process, 
that want to come and play with me. And I welcome anybody to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously on Club GG. And so if I get a lot of comments like, Robbie, well, how can I play heads up with you? How can I play a game with you? Well, if we can't physically do it, and, and I have been trying to do like meetup games throughout the US, which have been very fun, come and let's let, you know, reach out to me. Let's do it online on Club GG, whatever it is. There are ways to play with everybody around the world, at least get them comfortable. And if people want to play with their like, like their, you know, whoever they look up to, your fans want to play with you, your supporters, whatever you want to call them. For sure. We'll be able to do that now that we are more connected virtually. And um, if they can't physically be there, we have so many good contests that are going out. Everyone's finding these methods and ways to get more players to, play, to make it. Um, Sorry, you're, do you hear my? Do you hear that in the background? Do you hear my son or no? So joyful. I think it's the best music ever. You hear him? You hear him? Come join us, little one. Let me say that on hot. This is a per big boy. Come here. So cute. Come here. I, I did say I'm taking a pool. I'm going to take you. Look at me. I'm live on a podcast. Say hi. Oh, hi. Say hi. Look. Hi, what's your name? No. I'm going to take you, big boy. But I'm, I'm, we got delayed. I'm going to take you. Right. Daddy's going to buy you a muffin. I will take you to the pool. I promise. Okay. I'm taking you a I know, but that's, that's you're going to go in a little. But did you just wave and then I can take you sooner? Can I, can you wave? Not right now. Okay. But I, I will take you. One minute. I will. I promise you I'll take you. Sorry about that. I, I, that was supposed to be a fun hello moment, but I, he's, uh, that's a, that's a good example of, uh, of, of poker and, and life and responsibilities and it ch things change a bit, but he was, he was outraged. I, I am going to take him to the pool, but he's, uh, he's fired up. Be a family. Like the cool thing with poker, like Frost Jocko travels the world with his family. I don't even know that he, they don't even have like a, a staple he he takes his son and his wife everywhere with him but that's kind of what's cool about like poker too is that you if, if your family is willing to join you on that journey you're you're able to make your own schedule right you can jump into um you can jump it's hard for women i know that and i think that might be a big part of why yeah it's very unfortunate to see uh that the world series of poker had even less women this year than last year and there's like a lot of conversation surrounding that for me i think it has to do um it's hard to be a mother for one, yeah. um, I and it's hard to not be able to know when you can come home, right? Is this going to be a fourteen-hour day or a three-hour day? Like it's, it's that part is a little bit more difficult. But um, yeah. in the cash world, I feel like women can definitely play. So we see a lot of like the live streams coming out. Like I just got asked to be in like an all-women lineup or, or live stream, and I've taken a little break from the live stream world. I'll, I'll be back, guys. Don't worry. Um, but uh, I have seen that like. That might be a bigger way to expand it. But what I will say is that there are, I think we're going to see a lot more people playing. And, and the only way to really do that, stemming off from our last point here, is to be more inviting of, of these more novice and, uh, you know, more amateur players to come sit with us at the table. And sure. the only way we're also going to do that is to not be too arrogant about what it takes to be able to sit at a player with a at a table with a player that's better than you. So if there's a couple things I think we can learn about even like this last year, it's um, we want more people to play, right? So to kind of like take back, and I, I know I'm alluding to something like to show a little restraint um, and, and understand that we're a lot more fortunate than a lot of these players that aren't able to sit at the table with us. So it's really important to kind of be a little bit more humble about, about the outcomes of this game and to accept loss as well as go ahead and be proud of your wins. But it's important to accept the losses and, and man up to, to situations that might be uncomfortable to you. Sure. Um, live stream came out to allow more people to watch poker, to be more engaged with poker, to be more interested in playing. So it's yeah. very unfortunate when an incident happens that makes people feel like they can't be a part of that world. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, my dad always said to me, he's like, loses, you like it and win is if you expect it, you know, to, it's like, that's what we were saying earlier about tilt and stuff too. If someone's like banging the table and throwing cards and freaking out, like that's, you know I mean? There's probably some issues going on there or they're playing way above their means. So, you know, it's also when you win a hand, like it's okay to be happy, but like, you know, rub it in people's face. It's important to be a good loser and a good winner. Uh, and I think that's, that's something that you do see as you play in the higher stakes and, Generally, people are better, but I, I'm sure you're surprised, right? And there are antics and there's dr drinking involved and such at spots and people lose their cooler. Someone you think may be like a steady Eddie, just like no emotion or whatever that, you know, people have their, 
people do get upset or irritated and that's part of it though it's going to happen that's that's you part know what? of the game somebody like it's amazing you can learn a lot about a person Yep. when you and when you play poker with them because all of those personality traits and like their response to losing and like you've seen the people that chuck chips and like somebody threw the yeah. chip dealer uh two nights ago and i was like so amazed and she's like oh you're so annoying like she's obviously has played has dealt this player a lot of times yeah. and she's like he's just like like stop like he's so abusive with his poker chips like joking about it and i'm like that that translates into his life. That is just who he is. I mean, that this it's not just poker for him. That's how he reacts to any adversity that happens to him on his daily renderings. Um, so it says a lot about someone's character, the way that they respond. Yeah. Like, I don't really need to know that much about anyone. All I need to do is play. Right. 30 minutes it, it, it's, you know, I, I mentioned golf a few times. I'm actually, I don't really golf. I've golfed some. I'm okay. I, I'm not, really not good, actually. But it's fun. And that's like the most common saying I hear people always would say this before poker was like, Oh, you can learn a lot about someone when you golf, right? Same thing. Like, are you happy for their good shot? Are you, you, you hear about people cheating or dropping a ball or doing this stuff or, you know what I mean? Like there's all this same thing. Are you, when you have a bad shot, are you throwing your club? Are you, you know, how do you handle it? How do you handle success and failure? And I think that's, I think poker is the best metaphor out of anything yeah. to be able to learn and, and deal with these type of things, adversity, success, failure, wins, losing in a, in a very, uh, you know, vacuum situation in a, in a short amount of time. I do want to ask about content for you. So you're playing on live streams. You've seen Twitch stuff. I know you play on GG some, right? When you can, when you get out of the country and you're able, there's a World Series events, 33 bracelets, literally starting now, which is exciting. Uh, so you can exciting. win. I know. But uh, it's, it's, it's for you. in the U.S., but we gotta like yeah, to do it. But luckily, Club GG is obviously available yep. for that. Um, yes. I content. I, I want to ask you: streaming YouTube videos, Negranu type vlogs, Kevin Martin. You know these guys are like. Are you? Do you see yourself streaming on Twitch or doing YouTube content? Is that something you would do, or are you just yeah. like playing high stakes live? I actually have my team in place, ready to go, ready to. Do. I have like my setups, like my hookups going and stuff, and like I've been getting. I've been doing a lot of like the videos myself. It's really hard to like self edit. You definitely need to hire somebody for that. I have some. I'm a very good video content creator that has is doing that with me, yep. um, and I am going to journey my process in my life. You know, for me though, I when I did first start doing that, and people were like, why haven't you done that already? And and I just didn't it, it just and even now and I have to like get over that mindset I'm like why do people care about my life I mean it was one of those things where it's like really hard for me to understand why anybody cares but it's but for every everyone's like stop thinking about it like that it's it's interesting to see the way somebody else lives especially after the stuff that I overcame um so like where do where am I going from here content creating is a big part of that I do want to share my world with the outside world uh, I found that to be a really like exhilarating and kind of like nice release when I shared my ups and downs during my tournament journey, especially more, more recently at uh, the World Series of Poker. And so I want to continue that and share that with all of my supporters and anybody that's interested in watching and not let any of like the negativity that might surround that or like this perception of me wanting to like be famous, like hinder my process for wanting to share that. So I I, I will 100% continue to do that. I am... Um, very heavily engaged and and playing a lot of these uh, private home games. I love the people I play with. I, I very much enjoy that. The networking aspect that comes with that as well is a bit big uh, uh, component of that. Um, online poker will remain a big element of, of uh, what everybody does, and I think it will continue to grow. So I am uh, working in with uh, partners and kind of growing that element of it um, with Club GG as well. But but also for me, the live aspect, I think, is is how we're going to get more eyes on, on us for now. And so content creating is one. And um, and where I'm going from now, as far as like what's next, um, there's a documentary. I think I've mentioned that is coming out, but more so there's an even bigger documentary coming out. So there's going to be a lot of filming um, extensively. Unfortunately, it might have to include some friends and family, which isn't ideal. And I, again, it's like, do people really care about my story? But it's it's a it's a story to be told. It's going to be um, a large part of the poker story of the decade. Um, maybe even the is this an exclusive? Are we hearing this for the first time? Or, or have you? Have you? Is this something you've talked about a little bit? Or can you give what what can you actually like timeline wise or where? The first time on this podcast, but um, yeah huge production company will be on a very big network and it will be very the first cool. time you see me and uh, Garrett on a video together. So not sitting next to each other. That was one thing I specifically asked that wouldn't be okay with. Uh, um, look, I have my certain reservations about him, but again, I, I do 
believe on this method of stoicism, which is that I am not going to delve into the negativity. And I have shown a lot of restraint as far as my opinions surrounding the matter. Um, he has had his moments of being vocal on Doug Polk's podcast or whatnot, but I don't know if that's a focus of what the documentary is going to be about. It's going to be more so our journeys in life post hand. Um, and I think it's, it, it'll be interesting to see where we both went from here, how we overcame adversity or if one of us did and the other didn't. Um, and, and they're going to obviously have their own angle, but it'll be the first time you see us both, I guess, in one movie it's gonna be it's gonna be be a big one i reluctantly agree to do it i'm kind of tired of talking about the story but i do hope it's going to be a huge element of what i'm doing now um and and this is and i've said this over and over again this is i'm going to be very heavily involved in poker moving i am right now moving forward i mean this is part of my everyday life and it's only made it more thrilling for me the incident there's parts of my parts of me that think that maybe the incident didn't do anything for my love of the game, but there's parts of me that do believe that I feel like I love it more since that happened. Cause now yeah. I feel like I have this level of responsibility to share what I went through and also another level of responsibility because of my uh, visibility and influence in the world to, to grow it because before the hand, I loved, I love the game. And if I can make it more interesting for others to play it, then I can play with them. Yeah. And the game can continue to grow and it can be a part of, of, both financial success, personal happiness, um, and just like being yeah. able to like get paid for doing what you love is the absolute like ideal way to live, right? That's for what sure. we all want in life. Um, and I think that poker allows that opportunity for everyone yeah. if they can really focus on it. And for me, I'm going to make it my, it's my focus right now. Um, I am living and breathing poker and lifestyle. Do you, are we winding down here? I want to ask you about any other games as well, like chess or backgammon, Alexander Botez, very, very much into poker now. I actually was at the main event when we hit the money and in the, what is day four of the World Series this year. And she actually took a sick beat, Kings to King Jack off on like an ace two five flop all in pre, ran out queen 10 to Buster is disgusting. One of the, I had just got it in Kings to Aces like five minutes before and I hit a king, I win. And, you know, I, I covered the guy, but I would have been really short. And then I watch her with like, a, 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 you know, like an amazing spot and get like the sickest yeah. run out you could have. And, but like that type of stuff too, like she's huge for poker. She's a massive, force and chess and now she's playing poker as well and that type do you have interest in these type of games chess back in the other so me and alex actually we didn't we didn't mean to uh we were like hanging out and stuff and then she's kind of like hey do you want to go play some poker at aria and i'm like oh my god it's gonna like this is gonna be crazy and then so when we walked in now everybody wanted to play with us and we had we kind of did this like little meetup thing, and uh, me and her ended up taking the t- table out. We had a great wow, time. Playing. I actually have to. I have to. I, I have content on that. I haven't even released it. Yeah. So me and Alex have had a moment, and we really talked about this for a little bit because her level of influence comes from the world of chess and her visibility through like her Twitch network and everything. But then she has this like absolutely growing love of poker yeah. that, of course, demands a lot of. Um, attention as far as like really studying the game but when you're really good at chess it does actually translate into the world of poker and i've said this before we all have life experiences when we come to the table that can actually help us uh contribute to the game and our success of playing at that very moment so whether it's our ability to overcome um, any type of like adversity at the table it's our our experiences that we've had to deal with different personality types and maybe any personal um, life experiences that we've also had that help us understand whether you know someone is bluffing, um, certain traits of individuals, reads on people. When you deal with more people in your life, you're able to read them a lot better. So for her, she's able to translate her success in chess and have a very successful path in poker. And it, it's, it continues to grow, right? Um, and for others, it's whatever their personal career paths are and their experiences are with other individuals that helps them be better at the game when they're sitting with at the table. So I think we can all bring an element of what we've done prior in our lives, whether it's a different career um, and a different job and translate that into the way that we play. So the beauty of that, when I think about games like chess and I think about like these players that are interested that are very well known for something else entirely, I am not surprised to see their level of success in the world of poker because they're able to provide a different level of uh, yeah. strength and a, little, a, a different level of like, um, I guess like. Well, 
they're they're brilliant too like how they you know she's they're able to, to to streamline it and market it and and use it and do it you know do it with content and make it fun for people like yeah it's 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 awesome that's why i was hoping to hear you say that like you're looking to do the youtube stuff and yeah, sort of I, quick I, and dive in because it, it is fun um, you know it's just like it kind of it's like it's so surprising because like when i think about like it always like hits me so deeply when i think about like being allowed to do something that you love, right? Like everyone should be permitted yeah. to do what they love and what they enjoy. Um, and I think that what keeps us all from doing that is the world telling us that we're not good enough to be there and to be able to do that. Um, so I think that we, there are certain people that have a level of influence. And like I said, visibility and you do too, that do have this level of responsibility where they have to let the whole, like their fan base and the world know that they're allowed that you can come sit with us, come come hang out with us. You're allowed sure. to be there. You're just, um, you, you have just as much permission to be sitting at the table. So Alexandria is one of those. I, um, I, fortunately or unfortunately, I think that my social media and uh, creator and uh, like all the content that I will be putting forth is a part of something that I need to do. It's something I should be doing. I think yeah. it's what people expect of me, but I also, I found that I enjoy doing it. I do enjoy sharing the ups and downs of the path that I'm taking. There are parts though, and maybe like you, you've been there where it's really hard, where you've just had like a really bad poker day. And I'm like, ah, oh, I still have to share that I had a bad day, right? Yeah, it's not always that's gonna, important. It yeah, is. it's not always gonna be like- Sunshine and roses, roses and marshmallows. It yeah. has to be to some degree, be the realistic part of the game, which is that we see more loss than we do wins. We see more setbacks than we do yeah. achievements, but every every element of it is growth, and it's really important to to, to really document all of that. So Absolutely. I'll be there, and I'm really excited, and I want to share, and I want to play with everybody. I want the whole world that wants wants to play with me to get that opportunity to hop in a plane, get in a car, drive here, fly here, whatever it is. Yeah. And if we can also like you know open that opportunity for those that aren't able to do it financially, see how we can how we can kind of like well, open like those doors and allow them sit with us because we do have the financial means to do that and the contest in place that is a that is what's nice about club gg there's a, a place to do that i also i have my own private club for for fun which i've debated getting back in streaming because i spend a lot more time in the u.s have the second kid but it is something i've thought about too to to do more of that do some free roll do some fun tournaments and and play on there i have that set up i know you're you're very much so looking to do that and i think you have some you know, uh, aspirations for Club GG to work with or have people that can just join and play with you and whatnot. So I'm sure we'll keep an, an eye out for that. My last question today, I want to just, I guess Saudi Arabia, you were born there. You left at five. I don't know if you feel strongly to the country ties. I want to know what you think about the Saudi Pro League uh, and just in general, live golf, kind of this sort of Saudi Arabia taking on the world of sports. Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, for comes sure. there, putting like spectacle and building this, this league. All these huge names are coming to play. Do you have any Thoughts on that? That's my last question today. I've got it to quite a bit there. Um, so, like, look, the that world is a different world. We can't really compare it to anything. They have the money and the means to have influence over everyone else. So there are two sides, right? We see like this negative, like, like, like rule of 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 everything. But one thing that I think that they've been doing really positively is um, we, they are allowing for all these different elements of sports to be able to be more accessible to a different yeah. side of the world that may not have experienced it. It is very glamorous, but they have the means to do it. So that money was staying in the royal family for so long, and it's finally able to kind of spread out. And they're recognizing. Yeah. They're recognizing that it can be put to other use. And yeah. I think they themselves are finding a higher level of interest in, in sports. And what else I've also seen with them is like this entertainment aspect that was very confined within that country. Um, even like just the treatment of women. It is, it's get, there's big improvements in it, right. but what it's allowing us is, is it is opening the doors for more eyes on, on these sports that they're now potentially like right. letting the whole world exhibit through the other side of the world. And again, the more people that watch, the more we're able to play and the more people that can play because there's more people watching and therefore we need more players. Yeah, I, I did say the initiative about that they want to make it their culture with like the, the youth yeah. to be more into it and sporty and stuff. I do feel there's a lot of good in that. And of course, there's some crazy uh, you know, laws or that we might think are crazy or different that are, they're sort of a. Uh, maybe yeah shifting in the right direction or it does bring awareness to and probably for for the best and the, and the last question just a uh one word answer uh messi or ronaldo what, what's your if you had to go do you follow soccer at all or not really i do oh i let i you know what i'm gonna go ronaldo 
I mean, I know everyone's gonna be like, oh, so typical to say Ronaldo, but like, like everyone's always talking about Messi lately, so I'm gonna go Ronaldo. Yeah, I mean, Saudi Arabia right now. I'm, I'm Messi's in Miami. That's my backyard. I'm, I played soccer oh, in college. Yes, I, I love, I love soccer, and it's like it's so incredible what they're doing. You know, they each just played a final in their new league, scored the goals in the game, and won the Golden Boots in like their 36, 38 basically like out the door, but they're still at the highest level. It's pretty cool. I mean, the, the, the game yeah, yeah, yeah. That's is cool. Game. We actually have a soccer player that plays poker. Again, like so interesting that we're seeing like, yeah. you know, like there are people that are so phenomenal at these sports that like they, they and they're sitting here at the poker tables with us. Yeah. Just, Game. They're competitive, want to compete and just be, be yeah. you know, hang out and, and be normal and, and in their own uh, right and, and be able to interact and, and gamble or have fun and, and all that. So listen, Robbie, I appreciate it so much. Thank you for the time. This was a pleasure. Two days in a row, we did the GG Millions yesterday. You guys can watch that on the GG Poker YouTube channel if you want to see her analysis commentary. Got to hang out there. Of course, we learned a lot about you today. And uh, yeah, follow you. Where can they follow you on the socials? Yeah, for sure. I, uh, you will see me. I will, I will post when I'm ready to share even more with the world, but I will be there and uh, I'm not going anywhere. I'm only going to be more in your face, whether you like it or not. So. It looks like you got the website. You have a website yeah, people can follow you on. I have my whole team of people. I, um, uh, yeah, we're, we're making things happen, Jeff. So proud to be doing this with you. I'm happy. I'm happy to be back on here. Happy to support anything that you're, you've been doing. I love what you're doing. And I will say like one of the best ways, even for anybody that's new to learn poker content is to really see the final table analysis. Like, I mean, you know, wait and see that there's a commentator that you look up to. I know you've had chance and you've had like jungle man and everybody see the way that they perceive the hands. And, 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 and it's beautiful to be able to see a final table and what everyone does. I, I mean, I learned a lot just by watching yesterday, but even before commentating it on, on it with you before yesterday, I remember like I was in Florida, I just watched like uh, Michael Joseph's with you. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting the way that he, he perceives hands as well. So there is so much to be learned just by watching active poker. If the idea of learning it any alternative way might be boring for you. Um, Absolutely. Really is to see it live and we're able to provide that for everybody to see. So um, I, I really um, commend you for being uh, a, a huge part of the reason that I think that the online world as well as the live world is able to see active po poker. So cool. Thanks, it. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm, I've, I've gone through my, I did the you know, streaming every day, Twitch. I've done a lot of the vlog stuff. I'm more in daddy mode right now, but I still do that weekly show. Try to do the pot. I think this is literally, I'd have to look. It's been several months and I, since I did a podcast. And I usually do one or two a week. So I need a little break. You're, you're the kickoff back. And also, closing note, you are on the GG Ask Me Anything. Is that right? Tomorrow yes. or soon? Yes, so I, I, uh, I am doing the, I think they did with Daniel Negrani before Jamie Gold. And I am probably their third person. I will be running an AMA tomorrow that Very goes cool. live. Isn't the, I, I got to check what time. I already see a lot of questions coming through, so put them in there. But I will be live on um, GG Poker's AMA tomorrow on Reddit. Um, okay. So ask me anything. I am willing to answer anything. So I love it. That's awesome. I that's fun. That's good. And we're going to capitalize on Now that I know that specifically, we'll, we'll, have, a we'll have a more exciting, uh, different questions next time. We'll go a little, little crazier. Sure. But this was fun. We learned a lot. I really do appreciate the time. This is the number 188 podcast in the book for the flow show. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And I will see you very soon. I'm sure. Thank you. Very soon. Okay. And enjoy your trip. Thanks a lot. Bye.